Phantom of the Opera by Gaston Leroux, originally published 1909, Paris. The opera ghost really existed. He was not, as was long believed, a creature of the imagination of the artists, the superstition of the managers, or the absurd and impressionable brains of the young ladies of the ballet, their mothers, the box keepers, the cloakroom attendants, or the concierge. Oh no, he existed in flesh and blood, though he assumed all the outward characteristics of a real phantom, that is to say, of a shade. The Phantom of the Opera, which many of us associate with the famous 1986 Broadway musical and its many film adaptations, my personal favorite being the 2004, just throwing that out there. But all of the stories were actually inspired by a serialization in La Goua, written by Gaston Leroux from 1909 to 1910. And it was published in volume form in April 1910 by Pierre Lafitte. The novel is partly inspired by historical events at the Paris Opera during the 19th century and an apocryphal tale concerning the use of a former ballet pupil's skeleton in Carl Maria von Weber's 1841 production of Der Freischutz. Lovely thought, isn't it? So for those of you who are not familiar with the Phantom of the Opera story, it follows the story of the leading soprano, Christine Daae, whose father used to be a world-famous violinist, but he died when she was young, so she was practically raised at the Paris Opera House. And it also follows the story of the opera ghost, whose name is Eric, and you only know that within the book. Other things don't reveal it. So, and of course, Eric, OG, the opera ghost, is in love with Christine Daae, but Christine Daae is in love with her childhood sweetheart, Raoul, the Vicomte de Chagny. Really? Sounds awesome, right? So I bought the Phantom of the Opera, you can see the Barnes & Noble's classic edition, when I was in middle school after seeing the play for the first time. And this book is awesome. It is a classic horror novel right alongside Dracula, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and it has all of the other tidbits that we just love with when it comes to a fun horror read. There's murder, kidnap, intrigue, love, and you totally sort of want the bad guy to win. Like, What's not to love here? So the Phantom of the Opera, back in the day, still stands, in my opinion, above all of the adaptations, both on stage and on film. But it doesn't mean you can enjoy both. I definitely will still be watching the 2004 version with popcorn and flippers. So consider the book, the behind the scenes, deleted scenes, accessory, if you want to try something different and read the story that inspired all of the other stories. You won't regret it. So what you should drink while reading The Phantom of the Opera. This book goes with a martini, straight up. This does not require any complicated cocktails. And it's a horror novel. You want like a spine chilling accompaniment. So not a complicated recipe here, folks. Pour a little bit of vermouth into your martini glass, shake it up 
and dump it out. Yes, I said dump. Then promptly fill up the martini glass with ice cold gin or vodka, depending on your poison of choice, into said martini glass. Sip and enjoy. You may want to uh, sip it very slowly while reading it so you remember the book. If you want to be a little fancy, throw in a twist of lemon. No olives though. Phantom is not that fancy. This is Lit with a Twist. Thank you for watching. to Lit with a Twist. My name is Rachel Yeomans. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Rachel Yeomans. That is Y-E-O-M-A-N-S. Yes, Yeoman of the Guard for you history buffs. Editing courtesy of Hypothetical. Intro, Sweeter Vermouth by Kevin McLeod. Outro, Rolling at Five. Also courtesy of Kevin McLeod. Both available at incompetech.com. That is I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Check out more at litwithatwist.com. We are also hosted on SoundCloud. That is soundcloud.com slash litwithatwist. That is where we are hosted. Thank you for listening. Pour yourself a drink. Have a great night.